Give the Lord a clap and please take your seat. Tonight we are going to do a very steady learning into a very important subject. I was telling somebody that after the lockdown, I realized I realized that one of the things that to restore the strength of the church is human relation. Someone say human relation. Say human relation. Yeah, human relation. One of the things that to strengthen and revive the church is human relation. An anointed church without an effective human network will never grow. A church without human flu will never grow. There was no day we saw among the 12 disciples of Jesus quarreling and division. The reason the church grew and became stronger. And today we are here with the church. Tonight, I'm going to touch on a very important subject that many are accustomed to. But I'm not coming in the way of your psychological or your psychology letter. I'm not coming in that way. I'm coming as a pastor using scriptures to help us. You know, most of the things, you, most times you hear people say, uh, I am me. This is how I am. If you cannot accept me, then this is how I am. This teaching is, to, is going to help us to know that the way you are today may not be the exact image God has created you to be. So that you will never stand anywhere and say, this is how I am. Hallelujah. I mean, one day I'm sure people who lived in, in, on the Spinters Road thought the Spinters Road is a bush. <laughs> are you with me? But today, those who are here think that if you are not on the Spinters Road, you are not experiencing Accra life. So today I'm teaching on the subject, the spiritually inspired temperament. The spiritually inspired temperament. It's a long journey. I'm going to take my time to pick it on one by one. Why can't I control myself? I know what is right. But why do I keep doing what I know is wrong? This is one of the frustrating statement you hear even yourself accent. Sometimes you know, you know, not sometimes, you know what is right. We all know what is right. But why do we find ourselves doing exactly the opposite of what we know is, is right? Why do we? Have you asked, and, and me, I've asked myself before, 
there are things you know is wrong, but you end it's like, Pastor, I couldn't help it. This is what we are going to look at. It, it may not sound very spiritual, but it, it's going to help you. Because after the lockdown, I told you this, one of the things the Holy Ghost opened my eyes to see, that the churches that will bounce back strongly are the churches that have strong human network relations. So you see people say, I knew it was wrong, but I did it. I couldn't help myself. It was out of control. Ah, I'm going to show you that Apostle Paul also asked himself this question. The man that wrote 14 books of the Bible also found himself asking these questions, which is very common for all of us, all those joining us online. God bless you. It's, it's very common for every human being to act that this thing was out of control. It was beyond my strength. I knew that it was wrong, but I did it. I know this thing is good, but I don't know why I cannot do it. Who has, who has asked himself this question before? You see, this is why we do teaching service. I can't, you can't teach everything on Sunday. So some of these things, you will need, and Fridays we'll be dealing with the anointing. So this Friday we'll be dealing with the anointing to do the extraordinary. We can't do it on Tuesday. It's a different atmosphere. Now, this is the question that most Christians and non-Christians ask. And let me show you Apostle Paul. Romans chapter 7 verse 18 to 20. Some say the spiritually inspired temperament. Yeah. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, definition of me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh. That means every spiritual man has flesh. That is why you want to fast, but you cannot fast. <laughs> the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Why is, the, why, why is he putting those things like that? That means there are some personalities in you that comes together that gives us what we see. So he said, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, not in my spirit, dwelleth no good thing. So if you trust in your flesh, you will never do any good thing. That is why the times you switch to your flesh, all that comes out is sin. Lust, evil, wickedness, jealousy. And you will be shocked that, ah, so it is me, power that I'm angry and insulting my mother, insulting my boss, banking the door and walking out. He said, for I know that, may you not trust in your flesh again. Do you know who I am? Do you know you are just in the flesh? So he said, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. 29. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Do I have a witness with this scripture? Yeah. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it. He's, he's going to, he's defining, he's defining 
something here. He said, if I do the things that I don't want to do, people, it's not me that I'm doing it. <laughs> but the sin that dwelleth in me. Give me the GNT version. We are going to learn something tonight. He said, I know that good does not live in me. That is in my human nature. If the Bible, okay, you may not have GNT. So in my human nature, there is no good thing. Watch me. For even though the desire to do good is in me, I am not able to do it. I don't do the good I want to do. Are you identifying with Paul? <laughs> you see, when you hear some uh, subject, you say, it's not spiritual, but everything we are teaching is in the Bible. I don't do the good I want to do. Instead, I do the evil that I do not want to do. If I do what I don't want to do, this means that I am no longer the one who does it. Instead, it is the sin that lives in me. Paul distinguished clearly between himself and that uncontrollable force that is in him called sin. That's why you can meet an audacious brother and he's doing things and you don't understand. <laughs> you can meet another audacious brother and he has control over his life. I'm going to show you something. It's a gradual process, so I don't rush it. You are going to discover what actually is you so that you will not be standing there. This is me. If you cannot accept me, go your way. Let me go my way. There's understanding coming to us because if it's possible, live peaceably with even your enemies. How much more your friends? How much more your brothers? How much more your spouse? How much more your church members? How much more your pastor? How much more your work colleagues? If, they, if even your enemies live in peace and Christian brothers in the same church, they can't flow. Christian sisters, they can't flow. When certain light hits you, you will see well. Tonight you will see well. I said tonight you will see well. Paul said, I... The things that I, and you saw it, he said the natural man. So he defines it, the I is not him. I'll show you why he said that with time. I don't want to jam the gun. So he, I, he, 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 it, it is he poor. His mind, his will, his emotions. The sin that dwells in him was the natural weakness that he, 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 he inherited from his parents. In sin did my mother conceive me. That's the words of David. So every man born of a woman comes with a sin nature. That is why the Bible said trust no man. Not even your pastor. That level of trust, you don't give to anybody except God. There are some levels of trust here and there. When the technical people give you the mic, you trust that there is no coronavirus. 
Because you saw that they were spraying it. It's a level of trust. When I've seen Sammy playing the keyboard, I trust him that he won't give me a key that will not let me. So you sitting on the chair is a level of trust. I don't think Carrie Stemple will give me a chair that when I sit on, something will catch me. But there is that level that the Bible talks about, trust no man. It's a trust you single-handedly give to God. Because every man, great or small, spiritual or not spiritual, was born in sin. In sin did my mother conceive me. We have all inherited some basic temperament from our parents that contain both strength and weakness. You do what you do because of what you inherited from your parents. Argue it or not. You think the way you think because of certain genes you inherited from your father, your mother, your grand lineage. The temperament are different and in different shades. Now in the Bible, temperament has many names. The Bible uses many names for it. I have about four of them here. The natural man, the flesh, the old man and the corruptible flesh. The natural man, the flesh, the old man, and the... So as I'm teaching, you see that your mind will be moving. Uh, uh. So you allow the Holy Spirit... The Holy Spirit is going to reveal and unveil certain things to you. And I can promise you at the end of this series, a lot will change about our relationship our connection with people, our understanding with people. I thought you were saying a big amen. The temperament, the natural man seeks to satisfy himself. So a man that is ruled by his unkept temperament is a very selfish person. Because he always wants to have his way, irrespective of what comes out. Follow the teaching. You comprise, your, your being is comprised of your temperament, your character, and your personality. There are three different things. And I prepared this message some years ago, some few years ago. And I didn't know I'll be preaching it today from a book I read. So when I started post-COVID messages, and I, I was talking to God, he said, people will either stay in the church or leave the church by the human relation, because people come to church because of the anointing of the pastor, but they stay in the church because of the connection, the relationships, they build with one another. So you can hear, oh, Carrie's Temple, Pastor Prince, you are coming. So you came because of the anointing. But when you come, staying is because of a connection, a, a flow, a fellowship you connected. So if the flow is distorted, if a brother cannot forgive a brother, if a sister cannot forgive a sister, if we don't understand the dimension of personalities, no church can be built. So you are made up of your temperament, your character, and your personality. Temperament is the combination of the genetic codings you inherited from your parents. 
It's a combination of that comes with the genetic codings. You are born with them. They are natural traits that were deposited in you by the genetic coding combination from your parents. These traits are, you see, that is why if you don't do anything about your life drastically, you end up like your parents. So when the people saw Jesus working mighty miracles, they said, is that not the son of the carpenter? Because they are expecting him to become like a carpenter. So if you don't drastically do something about your life, you will end up like your father. You end up like your mother. Because you are carrying their very nature in you. These things, what I'm teaching here is not Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, so you, but in it, now you begin to understand why the Bible must not be played with. The word of God must not, when you, you understand certain things, you imbibe the word in order to have a drastic change. And I see a drag, you will not end up like your parents. In the name of Jesus. These traits are arranged genetically on the basis of certain factors, nationality. When you say, ah, Nigerians are very bold. Nationality. Hmm. Nigerians are very smart. You can say, guns are something. Airways are something. Accounts are something. Northerners are something. Ghanaians are something. Ghanaians are cowards. You, you, you've heard it before. Huh. Chinese people are hardworking. They are industrious. So your, 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 your temperament can be derived from your nationality, your race, your race, your sex, and then other factors which I wouldn't love to go there. These traits are passed on genetically. So some psychologists say that we inherit more from our grandparents than our parents. So you realize that most times when somebody delivers, they say, I say, oh, no, no. Most times, you look like your grandparents. You go and ask. <laughs> go and find out. And this are, and it's communicating, I'm communicating something. By the end of the teaching today, you will know where I'm taking you to. You inherited. And spiritual things can be inherited. Spiritual battles can be inherited. So from Lois to Eunice to Timothy, a gift was flowing from your grandmother, your mother, and to yourself. Are you following me? The grandmother nurtured the gift, gave to the daughter, and the daughter gave to the son. I'm teaching you something tonight. So your temperament plus your character plus your personality gives you who you are and how you look like and why you do what you do. Now, character is the real you. It's your hidden man. Your character is a hidden man. And the Bible talks about the hidden man. Character is your real you. It's your hidden man. 
It is the result of your natural temperament modified by education, environment, exposure, principles developed. So it's a modified temperament. Your, your character is your temperament combined with certain effects. So what you are exposed to. So you can all be airways, but different versions of airways. You can all be guns, but different versions of guns. You can all be pastors, but different because exposure, environment. You can all even come from the same family. Your cousins are not, they don't behave like you. Because some of them are in U.S. They gave them, gave them, gave birth to them in Ghana, but they went to live in U.S. all their lives. And this is your, your, your father's brother's children. But when you meet together, when they speak, they ask you, ask you, hello, hello, what did you do, hello? You won't get And they learn certain things that you would not learn. So your character, the hidden man, is a complex temperament you have. I don't want to go to the types of temperament. It's too early. Maybe next week, I'll do, next week I'll deal with the strength and weaknesses of each temperament. Then the next time we'll move to how to operate in the spirit in your temperament. It is sometimes referred to as the soul of a man. Your character is your you. Not your temperament. That is why it is wrong for you to say, me, this is how I am. No. You are screaming on people that are oh, oh, me, 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 this is how I am. If you cannot accept the way I am, then you can, no. You can have a better version of you influenced by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. When the Holy Spirit influences, like Pascal and us, as you are here, you can travel to the U.S. or even U.K. You can go to the U.K. for three years. When we meet you and we talk to you, we'll be confused. We, you will change. Yeah, you will change. This comprises your character, your real you, your inner man. Is when we talk about your mind, your emotions, your intellect, and your will. So now, what will you do? When you have the opportunity to send. What will you do when you get the opportunity to give? What will you do when you get the opportunity to serve? What will you do when you get the opportunity to work? So what will you do? That you is your character. I'm, I'm, I'm running you through the difference between temperament, character, and personality. Am I teaching you well? Personality is the outward, now listen to this, the outward expression of ourselves, which may or may not be our character, depending on how genuine we are. Your personality is the outward expression of ourselves, which may or may not be a true reflection of who we are, depending on how genuine 
we are. That is why I hear people say people are not people. Hmm. And you hear that people say people are not people. It means that they are carrying a personality that is different from their character. Are you following the teaching? Most times, personality is a pleasing image to cover up for a certain weakness. So that is why it's very dangerous for you to look at somebody you just saw love at first sight. How? You saw the personality. You didn't know the character. You saw the, the, the package. You didn't know the content. The content is the character. So people can have a false personality of who they are. They are. False representation. So you see, doing elections, they all sound very humble. But most of the time, it's false personality. False personality. Everybody can have a false personality. You can have a false personality to run a girl. Easy. False personality. What called to talk nice perfumes? What to to shoot? What to to shoot? Crocodile shoot. Then you change your walking. Who suited that? Michael Jordan, Nante. Bless you. Bless you. And you come, you dance. You just be there. And for information, stop shaking handkerchiefs. COVID 19 protocol. Sunday, you were shaking. I went to watch the video. You know, that's how I told you. I listened to my messages. I saw that Charlie. About your wife. Protocol, no, we are inside. So you were walking, you won't dance again. Then you come. You won't give cash again. You'll be using the dick. And when you see that the ladies buy you, then you make the thing echo bank. False personality. Uni kobo. Not. Your personality can be so different from your character. Having the form of godliness but denying the power thereof. And this is the problem of many people, if not all of us in the church. I'm teaching you something. Everyone wants to be accepted. So we always put up, I'm studying something on faking church. It is serious. We have to wake up as a 21st century church. Else, another flood that will come, eh? You know, we are in the days of Noah. We are in the days of Noah. This time, the flood is not water. It's fake informations, false preachings, false teachings, false impressions, nothing. So the Bible also prophesied that wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your time. And the devil will take advantage. And he said, we are in the days of Noah. And if we don't grant, say, faking church, you can be playing drums, playing organ, praying, praying in the church, singing in the church. But you see, you, you, you are not grounded. You are not grounded as a Christian. So when we say stop singing, then you backslide. 
They say, lock down five months. You are nowhere to be found in the, in the, uh, in the Lord's vineyard. If even when you, you, we, are, we are back, we still don't have that connection with God. We need to ground ourselves. You can preach all the messages you can preach, but God needs the life. The life of Christ. The life of the Spirit to flow in your life. You can know everything, but are you living that life? Personality. Let's, let's do the first Samuel chapter 16, verse 7 to 8. I don't know whether you are enjoying the message, but to me, I'm really enjoying. He said, but the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance. That means all of them, eh, they came to impress you. Please, be careful of people who want to impress you. We all have the tendency to impress. We all have that tendency to impress. So, the, you know, a Jesse prepared his favorite sons to impress the prophet. And the prophet was swayed away. No matter how spiritual you are, if you don't pay attention to God for the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth time, you can be misled. You will believe in something that you think is true, but it, you are wrong and you don't know. Prophet Samuel, God began to teach him, takes him back to the basics of hearing from God. Samuel, look not on, the, on his countenance or on the height of his stature. Me, I don't like short men. Me, I don't marry any short man. The petal man, the short man. I want a man that when he appears, the bare menu. Ah. Uhuna, I'm going to say, yeah, this is a man. That's a punching machine coming. <laughs> Height of his stature because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. So there's a way man sees things. That is why we. I said, like if you're an, an organization, you need to meet the standards of man. <laughs> Painting here, doing this, change, because the man is looking out, outward. You need to impress him. So we do some of the things we do here just to impress you. Else you won't come. <laughs> <laughs> You have to do, if you're a business person, you have to do things to impress your customer. You, the customer needs the thing, but now you have added free delivery. Because you want to show him that though you are a cosmetic shop, you have added value. And you, you, you come, you even deliver. You want to impress. Oh, I want to go, I want to deal with that place. So he said, man looks at them. Don't look like him. Don't look at him with the way man looks at him. There's a way we look at Impression. So we all want to carry a personality that is not us so that we can be accepted. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. So you are going to marry a woman. You look at the breasts and the buttocks and the hips. Everything that is up will come down. Sometimes with one birth, 
That's all. The person moved from Coca-Cola bottle shape to a can cook shape. Bah, boom. <laughs> so initially it was a Coca-Cola bottle shape. <laughs> then I then can't can cook straight. No difference between breast and stomach. What you say? Where is what? <laughs> Don't look at the outward. It's good. It doesn't last forever. It can be faked. This can be faked. Here can be faked. Here can be faked. Everything can be faked. This one, it will be like this. They can do it like this. <laughs> Everything can be faked. Verse 8. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this. The man now became alert. <laughs> and when he became spiritual, he began to see what the character. God was not looking for personality. God will bypass personalities and go for character. I thought you were clapping. You can look like what you are not. And how many of you will genuinely confess that at certain stages of your life, you try to look like what you are not? Let me see. All of us. You try to impress. You try to impress. I remember when I went to meet my father-in-law, the late doctor said, for the first time, hey, Charlie, I wanted to sound like a big, like a grown-up I was sitting in the hall, and they said, daddy just slept, so he'll be waking up, and he'll be going out, so. And I went, he said, they've given me yam. Help you gave me yam, I was eating. I was eating it, calculated, but when I eat, I'll look whether the man is coming. When he came, I just got up. Just got up. Like I'm standing akimbo, trying to impress me. I was shy with him, but standing there. Then I to say, oh, dad, I'm about to We have all, we have all. Because you cannot, any, any expression you cannot sustain, it's a false impression. Temperament, therefore, is the combination of inherited traits from our parents. Look, listen to me. Be frank with yourself. Don't you do things that you see in your parents? <laughs> the very things you were angry with when you were growing up. And one hour. If you don't become aggressive on it, as a Christian, I'll show you, you will end up like them. That's why I'm going to marry a woman, you look at the, the mother. Yeah? Uh -huh. That's the future. I'm going to marry a man, you look at the father. Yeah? That's the future. So you don't go for the bottle, you go for the content. Because it's the content that you need to ride the journey of life. Character is the civilized temperament. 
is the touched temperament. So you can have somebody, a choleric in Accra and a choleric in the village. So though they have the same temperament, environment, exposure, information, principles, their commitment to associations have changed them into metamorphosed features. So character is not temperament. Temperament is not character. Civilized temperament, touched temperament, modified temperament is what makes you, your hidden man, is a modified temperament. What modified the temperament is the question. Say the spirit, the spirit inspired temperament. Personality is the face we show to our world. The personality is the face. So you can say, oh, this man is a very good man. But somebody who is close to him knows that he's a bad man. <laughs> you can say, this one is a bad man. But somebody who is close to say, oh, this man or any papa. That is why when you go and introduce somebody, sometimes they do investigations in the person's family. Or somebody around. That's why you must ask questions. Francis comes to propose to you, no, you follow him. You must ask questions about him. Those close to him, his friends. You need to, his, people's friends, you can't be different from your friends. Best of the same feather. You cannot be the Jesus amongst Lucifer's. What are you doing there? <laughs> we cannot determine what temperament we inherit. None of us determined it. We had no power. We just inherited it. But we can determine the character we carry along in life. Yeah. Don't ever say this is how God created me. If you say this is how God created you, then define it better. You were, you were created in the image of God. Then you ask yourself, am I manifesting the image, the glory, the honor of God? It's in dimensions. The more life is full of the prophets of discipline. That is the difference between you and I and that's the difference between you and your brother. Discipline. Grace is there for everyone, Dr. Tabel said. And it's not he alone that said it. The Bible, grace is for everyone. The disciplined life harnesses the prophets of grace. I'm teaching. You may not like it, but I'm teaching powerfully. Nationality and race can play a part in the person's inherited. So when, when you meet a Ghanaian behaving like a Chinese, you meet a Ghanaian speaking a, 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 a slurring, like, hey, now so free. <laughs> See, it's strange. Oh, two point two weeks are friend now. You God, God, So nationality and race plays a very great part in our temperament. You see, every pastor also has temperament. 
and it has a play in their ministries. There are pastors who can dance. There are pastors who cannot dance. There are pastors who like singing. There are, me, I like singing because I was in the choir. I like music. So I'm preaching. If you don't play organ for me, I feel, I feel like there's a weight on me going down. Some pastors who do tell you, off. It doesn't make one bad. It doesn't make one evil. Are you following me? Yes. And God is the one that gave the temperament. Because if you inherited it from your father, <laughs> who created the human being? Are you following me? So we will learn the negatives, the weaknesses, and the strength. So God makes provision. He said that my strength is made perfect. In what? Your weakness. So God is aware that you, Bacon, you have a weakness. Maybe I may not know, but God knows. And he made provision that as you follow, as you desire him, that weaknesses will be subdued and your strength will be magnified. Then you begin to manifest who you are. Thought you are clapping. You see, sex can also determine the temperament of a person. So they say women are more emotionally inclined. Men are more daring. They say men are more stubborn, egocentric. Have you heard it before? Yeah, so, so all these things has a play, have a play in what you inherited. I'm helping somebody. Temperament traits, whether spiritually capped or not capped, can live with a man forever. When I use man, forgive me, I'm talking about human beings. The older you become, the softer your traits become. That should tell us something. The older you become. Some of the things I, I reacted to as a pastor when I began, I react to them differently, but with the same purpose. And some of the things you also used to react with in your life, you realize that the more you are growing, the more you react to them, more softer. Why? Because you discover that if you have to live peaceful with people, you need to strengthen your strength, galvanize your strength, and subdue your weaknesses. Yeah, that is why they say experience is the best teacher. People have preached anything to hit it hard, but when you will get, as you get older, you will realize many things that you never saw when you were young. Am I teaching? Many are successful in developing their character. But many fail in altering their temperaments. It's very difficult to alter your temperament. But temperaments can be changed. And they are changeable. Haven't you met people that you knew to be very, very harsh 
then you meet them after some time, you'll be shocked. Ah, is that, is that Pascaline? What changed? So psychologists will tell you that you can't change temperament. But I'm going to show you that you can. That's why I say I'm not teaching psychology. I'm teaching you Bible. God help me. I have 15 minutes. Lift your right hand and speak the language of the Holy Spirit for one minute. In the name of Jesus. What you don't like, you can change. What you don't like, you have the license to change it. Paul cried out over his weakness and then by inspiration, the answer came. Romans chapter 7 verse 24. What you don't like, you can change by the power in the name of Jesus. He said, oh wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of his death? 25. I thank God through Christ our Lord. That is the answer. It's Christ that can deliver us from our wretchedness. Christ only didn't deliver us from our sin, but he came to deliver us from things that destroys our very existence. God can deliver you from accident. God, Christ can deliver you from weed smoking. Christ can deliver you from, um, um, uh, today I was talking to a lady, she was having struggles with her BP and all that. And he said, so for I, I'm addicted to coffee. If I don't take coffee, I said, Christ can deliver you from it. Even people on cocaine, people in prostitution, Christ delivered them. What is coffee? So she thinks that without coffee, she cannot be fine. The same way she can think is a realm, there's another realm. And that is why when we come to church, we should believe God for the power of God for sustenance. It's good to have all those other things, but you see the power of God, when it manifests in your life in a certain dimension, the joy that wells in you, eh, you cannot explain. And those of you who have worked in certain things and God delivered you. The joy is more than when you get one million. There's a certain liberation you don't get anywhere except in the name, the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Temperament of a man can be changed. If you go, yeah, you can go to a lecture and a lecture will be talking, but I tell you, your temperament can be changed. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Labakata labahaya. Let your living waters, only the organ, flow my soul. Let your Holy Spirit come and take. So, so when you sing this song, what, what are you trying to say? If your temperament cannot be controlled, oh, all my cares and burdens unto you. We are too far from the Holy Spirit. 
He's right there with us. We have no communication with him. We don't, we don't pay attention to him. So you get that. This is how I am. If you cannot handle the way I talk, you can go your way. No, this is not to you. Let your living waters flow by my soul. Let your Holy Spirit come and take control. Every situation that has troubled my heart, all my cares and burdens unto you. No, sometimes without lack of understanding, you won't pay your tithe. You won't give. You won't pray. But you see, when the Holy Spirit begins to help you, and you see that you will change. That's why I say your temperament can be altered. If you wish. If you desire. So Jacob wrestled with God. Change my name. Bless me now. Before God blessed him, God changed his name. Father, Father, you can maintain your temperament and modify it into a powerful character. Father, Father, therefore, if any man, any man, we smoker, prostitute, a quick-tempered man, a foolish man, an uneducated man, <laughs> an illiterate, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Has it been changed? New creature. Bako. Your encounter with Christ changed you. The genetic codings that you inherited from your father, from your grandparents, have been altered, totally replaced. Now you begin to imbibe in you the genes of the men of faith in a new family. If you can inherit the character of your grandmother, if Timothy can inherit the gift from his grandmother, his grandfather, his, his mother, his grandmother. If you can inherit, sometimes they say you, you behave like your uncle. You behave like your uncle. If you can inherit those genes, immediately you step into Christ. You have to begin to carry the genes of Abraham, Isaac, Noah, Saul, Esther. They become your. That's why we pray. Receive the blessing of Esther. And you are saying, Oh, who is Esther? I don't know you. No, you have to catch it by him. You are a new creature. Your family lineage changed. You must not engage in ancestral cases. It will not come automatically. It will not. It will not. If the fish doesn't know that it can chew worms and put worms around it to eat and live and it doesn't chew, it will die. You must know that you are not under ancestral curse and you need to enforce and break any connection. That is why we pray those prayers to enforce. Not that you are now fighting to win. No, you are enforcing who you are. When we are praying, you won't pray. He said, all things are passed away. All things. 
the things I used to do. I do that. You don't sing again, no. Now we say the things I used to do. I continue to do them. <laughs> Pass away all things, all things, not some, my brother, all things, including temperament. All things. Oh, God, help me. Seven minutes more. I feel the power of the Holy Spirit. Temperament is our old nature. But Christ gives us a new nature. We have become too logical. So we are missing our real, our real identities in Christ. May you discover who you are in Christ. Not who you are in your academia but who you are in Christ. Not who you are from your family background, but who you are in Christ. Not who you are in your profession, but who you are in Christ. May we begin to discover ourselves in the name of Jesus Christ. Let your living waters flow my soul. Let your Holy Spirit Come and take. I want you to close your eyes and lift your right hand and sing this song. I don't know, it's ministering to someone. Hold my heart, all my cares and burdens unto you. Now, a new image is imparted into us when we become born again. And that image is real. Apostle Paul's temperament was vastly changed the day he encountered. Didn't you read it in Acts chapter 9? The road to Damascus. Apostle change. You can change. Thy inner nature, when it changes, must be cultivated to manifest. You can change. You can't continue to humanize before Christ, in Christ, no. Something must change. Apostle Paul changed. The churches he used to destroy, now he began to build churches. He changed. Something changed here. Something changed here. Something changed here. It's possible. Let's not allow compromises. Yeah. He changed. That when he was persecuting the church, when he encountered Christ, he asked Christ, Lord, what would you have me do for you? He changed. Say, I'm changing. Say, I'm changing. Say, I'm changing. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4. Quickly. Oh, God. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world. There's a divine nature. When you become born again, you develop, you, you are imparted with a divine nature. Divine nature. You begin to desire for the things of God. 
So immediately you realize you are not desiring for the things of God, not just working in church. But when we say the things of God, inclusive your relationship with God. How valuable is your relationship with God for you, with the Holy Spirit? And we will get there. We will dwell on the Holy Spirit. How to communicate, how to imbibe the fruit, how to bear fruit, how to have a koinonia, partaker of the divine nature. Yeah, that is what we'll be looking at along the weeks. Give the Lord a clap of his hand. I'm wrapping up. The divine nature of Christ Jesus is the only escape from our inherited temperament. That is the only escape. There's no, there's a new life. That's what they call new creation. A new life. Zoe. A new life. May you begin to experience the new life. Look, if that new life doesn't manifest, you won't see change. You won't see change. You won't see change. You change. You will not see. And you, you will not understand it to those who have gone through it testify and tell you how they were and when they encountered Christ and the you turn took place. It's real. May you experience it if you have not experienced it. Christ can control your temperament for you. The only way you can control, get your temperament under control. In Christ, I'm not talking about morality. I'm talking about your temperament manifesting the life of Christ. Morality is just part of it. But the nature of Christ that is in you. If it doesn't manifest, you will not see the glorious side of the destiny God has put in you. Nobody can be glorified outside the grace of Christ. It takes in you remaining in grace to see the glory of Christ. I see you being glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. I thought you would clap and give God praise in the house. Now listen to me. This one will hit you. The greatest desire of the devil in your life is to hit you hard in your weakness. His prayer is that you get, you get more accustomed to your weakness than to your strength. And the more you flow in your weakness, the more he takes more advantage over you. Haven't you realized it? I, what, I said, what I just said, tell me is not true. The more you are oriented to your weakness, the more you give the devil a foot stool, a foot hole, a foot hole, a foot hold in your life. If you have strength and weakness, why do you always empower your weakness? The victory, however, is in Christ Jesus and Christ Jesus alone. There's a Christian psychologist, when I was reading, I found his name is Henry Brandt. He's a psychologist in America. One day he was interviewed and, and they asked him, 
What is his secret? He's one of the best. What, what was his secret? He said, I will not treat any patient until the patient accepts to receive Christ as his Lord and personal Savior. <laughs> and they asked him why. And this is what he said. He knew of no one in the realm of psychology for all of man's problems except the Lord Jesus Christ. So what you think cannot be changed in your life. God cannot only make you from, move you from poverty to riches. That's all we know. Poverty to riches. Clap your hands and begin to pray. It's time for you to clap your hands and begin to pray that every mental falsehood that you have lived with, Christ will break it down and set you loose. Yeah. I feel for prayer. He said, you can use your background to give all the excuses until you meet Jesus. If you have met Jesus, if you have met Jesus, if you have met Jesus, you won't have any excuses. Say, this is how my father behaved. If you cannot, then go away. No. This is, how, not, this is not how the divine nature in you must manifest. Yeah. I give you another answer. This is not how the divine nature in us must manifest. After that, now look at Ephesians, Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 and tell me whether it's, it's, it's not possible to change. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. I can do all things. I can do all, you can, you can do all things. I can, I can do all things. Give me the GNT version. I can do all things. Look at that. I have the strength to face all conditions by the power that Christ gives to me. I have the strength. Pastor, me, I cannot take it anymore. You have the strength. I, can, I, I cannot take this thing again. I cannot you, you can. I have the strength to face all conditions by the power that Christ gives me. Unfortunately, majority of Christians don't see this transformation in fullness. Let me give you the reason what I wrote down. The reason is that the Christian does not abide in fellowship with Christ. We love the world. We are sincere and dead. We, lo- we, we don't stay in fellowship. The world, Charlie, when things are sweet to the flesh, the old man is oriented. The old nature is oriented to the world. We don't stay in fellowship. So it's until we abide in fellowship, we will not see the transformations. Now, give me John chapter 15. I'm reading from 1 to 14. GNT. I want us to catch something. John 15. If you don't abide, you cannot bear the fruit. Enough with the testimonies of the other one. We need to see testimonies of the fruits of the Spirit. 
the fruit of Christ in you. Now, I'm, I am reading. As I'm reading, it is preaching. I am the real vine, and my father is the gardener. He breaks off every branch in me that does not bear fruit. And this is the words of Jesus. So take it as it is. Don't add anybody's sermon to it, not even mine. These are the words of Jesus. He breaks off every branch in me that does not bear fruit. Don't put another message there. Baku, don't put any message there. Eh, but this one, no, listen to what Jesus is saying. He breaks off every branch in me that does not bear fruit. And he pulls every branch that does, does bear fruit. So the more you are bearing fruit, sometimes you go through certain times, you will not understand. And by me, ah, so being a Christian, is it good or bad? God is pruning you for a better harvest. So the ones that are not bearing fruit, he will cut them and throw them away. The ones that are bearing fruit, he begins to prune. The flower that is bushy, it doesn't ask the gardener to come. The gardener himself can see that, hey, I have to prune this and it comes to prune. God doesn't need permission to take you through affliction. It's another message. You let me read them. We go home. And he prunes every branch that, that does bear fruit so that it will be clean and bear more fruit. Verse 3. You have been made clean already by the teaching I have given you. So you see, teaching... Teaching, listening to teaching, coming for teaching service, teaching, teaching can make you clean. It will prune you. It will prune what you don't know. When you what you don't know, you don't know. But what you know, you can know. Remain united to me, and I will remain united to you. A branch cannot bear fruit by itself. It can do so only if it remains in the vine. Condition. You can bear fruit, but you can. Only bear fruit when you remain, you abide in the vine. In the same way, you cannot bear fruit unless you remain in me. Hello? Remaining in Christ, fellowshipping with me. Fellowshipping with me. Please, are you getting me? Fellowshipping with me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I those who remain in me and I in them will bear much fruit for you can do nothing without me. Yes, you are not able to do anything about it because you have cut your flow with the Holy Spirit. You have cut, we have disconnected fellowship. I'm not saying the Holy Ghost has left you. You are not fellowshipping with him. We, we, have, we have disconnected fellowship. He said, those who do not remain in me are thrown out like a branch and dry up. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire where they are burned. Verse 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, then you will ask for anything you wish and you shall have it. Verse 8. My Father's glory is shown by your bearing much fruit. The glory of God will not be seen until you begin to bear much fruit. That's what Jesus is saying. The real glory you are bearing, if you are bearing fruit, is not enough. The glory of God will be seen when we begin to bear much. So the little level of the water at our ankle is not enough. If the water has the potential of overflowing us, we need to go for that one. And that is where the glory of God will be seen. Give the Lord a clap of it. And in this way, you become my disciples. 
I love you just as the Father loves you. Remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. You see, so when you are listening to a grace message that makes you irresponsible, remember the words of Jesus. Any grace message that makes you irresponsible is not the grace message Jesus came to preach. He said, if you remain, all our conditions, the words of Jesus, if you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Verse 12. My commandment is this. Love one another just as I have loved. Relationship. 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 That's why I'm teaching on this. Love one another. No love spirit. There is no sister anywhere. You know sister. Ghost. Some man be any baby. Love, if you cannot love your neighbor, what shows that you love God? Your neighbor that you can see, your church member, your brother, your sister, your pastor, you cannot love. You say you love God, you're a liar. The greatest love you can have for your friends is to give your life for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you are my friends if you do what I command you. So if you are not doing what I command you, you are my what? I didn't say that. You said that. Give the Lord a clap of it. I want you to close your eyes and pray. I'll continue next week. Talk to God in two minutes. I want to be more like you, Jesus. Talk to him in that manner. I am not perfect, but Lord, I want to be like you. Jesus, we want to be like you. I want to be like you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Come live in me, oh my love, take over, come breathe in me, and I will rise, This is my desire to honor you. Lord, wait up my heart, I worship you.
Give the Lord a good clap of praise.